You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo, and here it is, the podcast episode about podcasting. So many people were asking about starting a podcast, where to listen to them, how to find the better podcast, and just how they work. There's a lot of buzz going around with podcasting. It's really a huge trend we're seeing right now. So I decided let's devote an episode to this, and let's call it Everything You Need to Know About Podcasting. So that is obviously like a huge statement, right? So I have to have somebody who's really authoritative in the space to be able to talk about this if I'm going to claim this is everything you need to know about podcasting. Now, as many of you know, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, which just happens to be the headquarters for my podcasting host provider, Buzzsprout. They are one of the largest providers for podcasts in the industry. They have a lot of great insights the rest of us just can't get. But as a large host provider, they're able to get some data and share some of that with us today that we're not going to be able to find ourselves. So I pulled two members from their team, Albin and Travis. Both are podcasting experts, and I'm really excited to get in this conversation with them. So let's not wait any longer. Here is my interview with Albin and Travis. Albin, Travis, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm really excited to be using your guys' recording studio because this is a really nice space we're in right now. We had a lot of fun putting it together. It was probably like, what, a month-long process of us figuring out how we wanted to build it out, what kind of gear we wanted to get, and then there was just a lot of sweat equity between Albin and myself getting it all together. Yeah, so maybe I'll set the mood a little bit. We've got really, really dark gray walls, almost black. We've got a bunch of bass traps up in the corners. We've got soundproofing, and you've got almost kind of... Travis bought some, like, industrial-looking shelving. They're supposed to look nice. That's the idea. They yeah. look good it on looks camera. Like, we're going to have a link to where people can see what it looks like. I think it looks fantastic. This is a great room we're in right now. Yeah, it, it gets it, really quiet. I love it in here. It inspires you to talk into microphones. That's what we wanted. Surround yourself with foam and then feel like you can just talk into a microphone for hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about it, Buzzsprout, we had Buzzsprout nine years before we had a podcast. And there was always this weirdness when we would go to these conferences and they were like, what's your podcast about? I'm like, oh, no, we, we make the software for it. And they're like, <laughs> you don't even believe in this? Like, I'm not buying. And I'm like, dang it. And so eventually we were like, wait, we really should have a podcast. And so that's where the studio came in. And that's why I have a job. And Travis, you're on. You're the guy on the podcast, right? Yeah, so, so I got hired on last summer, July 2018, to really kind of head up the content creation. We had a blog and stuff at the time, but wanted to expand into other types of content marketing. And so, and that's what I had been doing for myself, for my own website and things like that. So it was just a really good uh, mesh of talent and need. And so, yeah, so we have several podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. We still have the blog going. Um, and a lot of really cool content. We launched stuff. a Facebook group. Yeah, we got a Facebook group of four thousand podcasters, and yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. It's really cool. So I'm excited to actually get into the topic of podcasting. Um, this is the first time we've talked about podcasting on the Creating a Brand podcast. It's like Inception for podcasting. It really is. So I'm excited. How, de- to get how deep can we go? We're gonna go two levels for now. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk to first off to the whole idea of like podcasting is becoming a thing that everyone says. Oh, I've got a podcast, or I want to start a podcast. Right? Everyone's talking about it these days. Is it too late to start a podcast and actually succeed with it? No. Um, Albert says no. Why yeah, do you say no? Absolutely not. People, here's what happens. You thought about a podcast two years ago mm-hmm. and you didn't launch one. And then you thought about one last year and you didn't launch one. And now you're like, well, now this guy that I didn't really like in high school has a podcast and it sounds like he's doing really well. 
I'm never going to launch one. Like you feel like you missed it because you saw someone else not miss it as much. But if you look at the stats, podcasts, there's only 770,000 podcasts out there. And well over half of them haven't even launched an episode in the last like three months. So we're talking minimal podcasts that are actually continually putting out content. And when you match that up against like the amount of YouTube channels, number of blogs, the podcasting world is really small. Even though it takes up a lot of brain space, there's not a lot of content creators. Well, and it a lot of it comes back to uh, this idea of the first mover advantage, which a lot of business savvy people will think about. It's like, well, you got to be first to be successful. Well, that's not, that's not actually the case. And I think that's actually been proven to be incorrect more often than not. And so it's taking advantage of, okay, the best time to start a podcast was yesterday, but the second best time is today. So yeah, I love definitely that. not too late. No, that's great. I love that. Uh, I'm thinking now about the investors that are uh, involved in podcasting. There's a lot of money, companies that are putting money into podcasting. I mean, it's something like half a billion dollars just with Spotify right now, I believe yeah. was, was the number. Can you guys speak to that a little bit? So like, obviously it is still a good time to start it and people are putting a lot of money into it. Do you think the future of it is going to have a lot more users or is that 700,000 podcast? Do you think that that's going to pass a million mark soon? What do y'all think? Yes. Yeah, so you've got a couple things going on there. One, are the listeners growing faster than the number of podcasts themselves? And the answer to that is yes. We know from our own data, um, the number of episodes we're serving up this year versus last year is about two and a half times as many, but the number of listeners, so actually downloads, that's up like fourfold. So there's more people are podcasting than ever, but there's many more people trying to listen, which means there's more opportunities for you to find your own little niche, your own little audience, and your own little group. Um, and then your next question was about the money. You know, where's all that money coming from? Um, I think just there is a growing new type of media, and it's podcasting. It's what we think could take over a lot of radio. So you got big tech trying to get involved. You've got all the ad groups trying to get involved. You've got a lot of indie podcasters and media companies trying to get involved. It's just kind of a cool area, and I think there's a lot of people who want to be the first company to you know get their foot in and make some cash. Well, and it's underpriced attention right now. Like it's still very new as a medium, and so like if you were gonna you know, try and start a credit card review website and you wanted to buy Google AdWords, you'd be spending hundreds of dollars for every click. But you could start a podcast, be one of 100 podcasts and be in the top 10, and now you have all this organic traffic going to you. And so whether you have your own brand and you're trying to do some content marketing, or if you see an opportunity to leverage podcasters to, to grow your brand, I think a lot of people are wising up to the, the concept that podcasting isn't just some tech-minded people in a basement recording into a microphone, that it's really starting to mature as a medium. And so as more technology develops around it, as more people get involved, and as more money comes in, I think we're just going to see the bar continue to lower, the threshold of being able to launch your own podcast, and then more and more people get excited about really investing and making great content. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Alvin, go back to what you said. You talked about how the the users or the listeners are growing faster than the actual providers. And that's as a podcaster, that's sweet. You know, that's, that's a good space to be in right now. Um, thinking about that, though, as like the audience is growing at a quick pace, how do you think the future of listeners will like change? Because right now, a lot of them are on Apple, right? I mean, the Apple owns the majority of the market. So if you don't have an iPhone, are you listening to podcasts? Now, you guys have insights to this stuff. So I'd love to hear some insider information here about <laughs> like where people are listening to podcasts now, because the, the listener has to change at some point if it's going to go beyond Apple, right? 
Yeah, so for the longest time, it was Apple. And mm-hmm. Apple was the main directory. Well, they created the word. Yeah, they yeah. Cre- it was the iPod and Cast, and they're sticking together. And you've got all these, so you've got all these, you know, everything was Apple-centric. And there are always these apps that were like, we're number two. And it was like, Apple's 98%, you're now 1%. You're not really number two. You're just also involved. And then when Spotify jumped in, I don't think we took Spotify as serious as Spotify maybe took themselves. And they quickly jumped to number two. So they are a lot of podcast listening. And the reason why is because um, the people who are on Spotify are mostly people who are listening to music. And then they also see a podcast and like, cool, I've heard about those. I've heard about that show. Check it out. And so it's a really great way to introduce new people to podcasting. Um, so Spotify is the big number two guy. And uh, there's actually quite a few countries now where Spotify is the number one place. And so lots of Latin America, lots of Europe. Um, every few weeks we hear another country. It's like, you know, Bolivia, the number one way to listen to podcasts in Bolivia turns out to be Spotify and Ecuador. Here's something people listening in Spotify. So um, Spotify is definitely on the rise. What percentage would you say it is? Is it still like 90% to 10% or do you have any idea where it's at now? So it used to be not even a year ago that Apple was a firm like 65 to 70%. And now they're slipping closer to 50% and Spotify is getting into the 25 to 30% range. Um, So Spotify is definitely catching up. Uh, A lot of that is because of the way that they curate their content. So they can suggest things to you in a lot more uh, intentional way, in a curated way. Than Apple Podcast does. Like, I'll talk to people that have iPhones, and they're like, I'll like try and show them the Apple Podcast app. They're like, Oh, I deleted that. I never use it, right? And so, right. And so, it is interesting. Yeah, that Spotify is really catching up uh, to Apple, but Apple still definitely has a firm grasp on the number one spot. Yeah, but it is interesting to see that more people than just iPhone users are listening to podcasts, which to me again means that the the potential for you to be able to grow your brand using a podcast is really coming online for more people than just iPhone users. Yeah, one thing we haven't touched on yet is Google Podcasts and what they've done. Um, so they started adding podcast episodes into the search results. And so there's a lot of keywords that we'll monitor just from for SEO purposes that we now see podcasts show up pretty regularly and they're ranking for keywords that are pretty difficult to get. And so if you think of, you know, Travis uses his example of credit card you know, comparison site, like one of the most difficult things to rank for on the web. Well, if Google decides like, hey, what if a podcast was here? If you're actually doing a podcast about that, you could be the amount of effort to get a good podcast online and maybe rank it can sometimes be so valuable and can be so much easier than writing a piece of content and building links to it for years. Especially when you consider the placement as well. So yeah. if you if you use Google on a desktop, you have like the the feature snippet or Google's uh, you know, preloaded content, and then you have like video thumbnails and podcast episodes. All of that before you hit any kind of organic search results, and so you you could even show up ahead of the number one top organic search result for that keyword if yeah. you can get your podcast episode to rank. Yeah. So if you want to find out if you're in this space, you know, open up a incognito browser and search whatever term is really important to your business, and you always want to create the content you're seeing on that page. So if you see videos, you want to create videos or blog. If it's all blog, you want to write a blog. But if you see podcasts on there, there's a real opportunity to make some cool branded content around those keywords and start driving some real 
good traffic to your business. Yeah, you all speak my language. I'm an SEO junkie. <laughs> Some of our audience is like, what is SEO? Search engine optimization. But anyway, it's real technical. But I remember the first time I saw a podcast show up on Google. It was like words from the middle of a podcast episode. I was like, what is this? You know, but it's great. It's another way that you're going to be able to rank organically. Podcasting, like we're basically saying, it it's the buzz. I believe it's the future of, uh, of a lot of content creation. It's a lot different than anything else we've seen out there, but it's something people are loving to digest and search engines are really starting to join as well. So now I want to get into briefly how to get started. I don't want to get too detailed into this. I know that you guys have some, um, some material to help people get started. Uh, I also have online courses for that as well. So that information is available, but I want to talk about how much does it cost to get started? Because I think that that's the big thing. People want to know the investment they're going to have to make. One of the first times I ever spoke about podcasting, I'm on stage and I keep like trying to hammer, don't get too involved in tech. And I'm like, all right, any questions? The first guy stands up, he goes, I'm honestly, I only have $10,000 to invest in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have enough? What should I do? What should I spend it on? And I'm like, you should take $200 and buy some stuff and the rest should go in a low cost index fund. I started going Dave Ramsey on (laughs) (laughs) it. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, like a hundred, two hundred bucks is more than enough. You get a, a sixty-five dollar microphone. You get a little foam cover, and you're pretty much ready to go. Appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of people have the ten thousand dollar idea. They're like, okay, I got to buy like a recording studio. Which now that I'm in one, I'm kind of like maybe I need a recording. They studio. are nice. Yeah, it's, it's really nice, but it is not necessary because for the longest time, my my other podcast I've been having for years is in my living room, sitting on my couch. And I've never had a complaint about the quality. No one's ever been like, man, you need to improve that. It's always been really good. Creating a brand just launched something new for you. We released 15 online courses on our website, six of which are free and require no registration. Our courses cover a wide range of topics from blogging to podcasting, winning at networking, personal development, and so much more. Ultimately, each course is designed to help you succeed while saving you time and money. I want to challenge you to enroll in one of these courses today please visit creatingabrand.com slash courses to get started. In addition, if you enroll in one of our premium courses, you'll receive free access to all current and future courses, plus a membership to the Creating a Brand community where you can connect directly with me and with other entrepreneurs. If you're ready to take the next step in your life or in business, please visit creatingabrand.com slash courses and enroll today. Sticking with the money topic here. So, we, you know, we talked about how much it costs to get started. How can we monetize our podcast? Because I think that's something that's really coming on the radar now more than ever. People are really starting to talk about ways to do this. So I just want to kind of get into how we can can monetize in a different way than we've been able to in other mediums. I just finished wrapping up a nine-part monetization podcast nice. series. So because what I love about podcasting is you can really create whatever you want. Like there's so many different ways to create content, there's so many different formats you can use, and there's so many different strategies for how you can make money, whether it's a patron supporter donation model, where you just ask people, hey, if you can chip in a couple bucks every month, that would be great. Yeah. And there are entire podcasts built on that model that are making five figures a month, right? That's amazing. And then, but then beyond that, you have like host read ads, where, you know, if you're large enough, a company will approach you about sponsoring your podcast. Um, but even if you're not that big, you can still get in kind of in the back door with affiliate marketing, mm-hmm. just find some programs and some products you really like and get some affiliate links. So when you talk about it on your show and all your listeners are like, wow, yeah, that sounds great. I want one of those too. You can get a commission from that purchase, right? Or you could even go down the rabbit hole of creating your own products, creating your own info products or books or courses or consulting services, or just driving leads to your existing business. There's so many different ways 
to make money with podcasting. Um, and so whenever, whenever anybody asks me, how do I make money with podcasting? I always go back to, well, what's your ultimate goal? Like, how do you want to make money in general? Because there's a way to do that with podcasting. That's good. Yeah. That's good advice. Being able to tell people to like keep it in your lane, right? You don't want to turn into like a terrible ad space where it's like you're yeah. talking about something that you're not passionate about, you don't care about. I think what's really important is you stay authentic with it. And with creating a brand, that's what I've been able to do. We talk about the community. I talk about the courses because that's what I believe in. You're not hearing me talk about like ZipRecruiter is a really big one in the podcasting world right now. You know, mm-hmm. you're not hearing me talk about ZipRecruiter on every episode. It's more, this is what I'm focused on. This is what I enjoy. Yeah, I think that we, when we think about the web, we often look at Google and we see they have the world's greatest business model of all time. People are going to them saying, hey, I'm looking for this thing. And then they find the person who's willing to spend the most money to get in front of those people. It is like the best business model of all time. But what happened was people saw that and they go, ads, ads are the best business model of all time. And that is completely incorrect. Ads are often the worst way to monetize anything. And you see all these like failed companies online because they're like, well, I spent my life savings to build this app. And now what I think I want from you is to put this like really weird ad in front of you or like in, it just doesn't drive enough monetization. And so when I think about podcasting, um, you know, when Travis goes through that whole list, most of those are much better than just sticking a, a commercial into your podcast. Often the very best thing is branded content for a actual business that you have. John and I have a good friend um, who's a programmer, and all he's done is he's done podcasts about programming from right when he started programming. And what he's built is an entire career that is leveraged off of he's got this voice in the community. People know him. They respect him. And so he's constantly getting recruiters banging down his door going, we want you really all he's been doing is build he's basically been marketing himself since day one so i guess my advice there is like think through all these ways you can act what would be valuable to you and very often the worst is getting two cents per person who listened to you you know shill zip recruiter for a little bit yeah no absolutely and i think what you guys are both really saying at this point is you got to get creative with it right you got to figure out what you what you're doing where you want to go and then focus in that direction and make sure that you're monetization strategy follows that same direction, right? Yep. That's good. All right. So moving along here, uh, let's say now that we've, we've talked about, you know, the importance of launching a podcast, uh, how to do it a little bit type of things. So we kind of got some basics there, how to monetize it. Now, how do we actually grow an audience? Because you, you mentioned earlier on that, like more people are listening to podcasts now than ever, but how do we get that audience to ours instead of just more to these really big podcasts already out there? How do we start being able to grow our brand and market ourselves through podcasting? Yeah, one of the things I'd uh, say early on is podcasting is very hard to grow, and especially early on. And the, that actually is one of your benefits and one of the values in podcasting because it's hard to discover new podcasts. And because they're hard to discover, people actually stick with them for a long time. So almost think of them more like how you think of your email list. You know, you're building this email list over years, but it's always getting bigger and bigger. And you're always like getting more and more trust with the people on it. And um, sometimes we do see people who jump in and pretty quickly are kind of bummed because they're like, oh, I've only got 50 people listening to my podcast within a week. I must be failing. This isn't for me. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind as you start talking about some of these growth strategies. Yeah. And whenever I think about growth or whenever anybody asks me about growth, I always say, send me a link to your podcast. Let me listen to it a little bit because it doesn't matter how amazing your 
you know, how, how much traffic you can drive to your podcast if everybody leaves, everybody bounces off your podcast, right? right? right. If they're like, well, this is trash, so I'm not going to listen to this. It doesn't matter how great your marketing strategy is. So there's some like really low hanging fruit that if you just have a great uh, artwork, right, actually invest in your podcast artwork because that's people's first impression. Invest in a microphone so you're not just talking into your iPhone or yeah. we're know, talking something. 65 bucks. We're not talking about some studio, right? A right. dynamic microphone, right? Yeah. And and <laughs> and and then just make sure that like your podcast has a purpose that the episodes aren't two hours of rambling. If you can just do those three things, then any marketing that you put behind your podcast will work eventually, right? As with anything else, it's this slow, this small little snowball that you start at the top of the mountain, but by the time you get really good at it, months and years down the road, then it becomes this behemoth that's really driving a lot of traffic to your podcast. Yeah, so some actual strategies, and we kind of just go back and forth on these. Um, early ones, in the beginning, you've just got to get your first 10 listeners. That's your first, that's your first milestone. So that is reaching out to people who actually would want to listen to this podcast. If you're talking about, I don't know, you're talking about building a business, talk to people who are actually building a business. If you're talking about Digimon cards or something, go to the subreddit for Digimon, Digimon. cards. What? <laughs> there are, are podcasts about everything. I know yeah, there we are. I we know. ran across a guy who has a Digimon podcast, so that's stuck into my brain. I'm sure. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> also, my Digimon habit. <laughs> Um, but go to like the subreddit that's really about the thing that you want to talk about. Um, engage with these communities that have similar interests and then let them know like, hey, I've got a podcast. I want to talk to you guys about it. I want to learn what would be interesting to you. Provide value. And then now we're into our you know first 10, our first 50 listeners. Um, and that's a kind of an important milestone because that's when you're going to start understanding what's working, what's not, you know, asking for a lot of feedback. Hey guys, what do you love, like about these episodes? Leave me a review in iTunes and I will read them, you know, and then you can actually start to learn what to do with your podcast. Yeah. And then once you kind of get the ball rolling and you've gotten into a groove and you have some consistency and you're getting some episodes out there, the, the best marketing strategy that, that we have seen is very similar to what YouTubers do when they collab with other creators, right? So they find other channels that are related to theirs and they say, hey, we probably have people that watch each other's videos that would be interested in us, right? And so I'll do a video on your channel, you do a video on my channel, and that way both of our audiences are introduced to the other person. So that works with podcasting as well, where you're going on as a guest on somebody else's podcast or having them as a guest on your podcast. One, it just makes it easier to create content, right? Because you don't have to drive the whole show yourself when you're having interviews. But then you're able to strategically look for people that would bring a lot of value to your audience that you could then turn around and deliver value to their audience. Um, and that's free. That doesn't cost anything, right? When you can find other podcasts that have a similar size, similar audience and say, hey, let's do some work together to help both of our podcasts grow. Yeah, if you can find someone who also is in a different medium that is doing really well with your same audience and then do a collaboration. So an example of I think of this is a podcast I listen to called First Mondays. It's a Supreme Court podcast where they talk about recent um, cases. And they found SCOTUS blog, which is the number one blog about the Supreme Court. Exact same audience. And they just said, hey, we've got this podcast. What if like you included the player and show notes on the blog? Just do blog posts and include it. And then we will link back to your site for every single time we talk about a case, you've already done a breakdown. And so they work together. Now the blog has a podcasting element. The podcast 
has an amazing built-in audience that's now finding them. And they both are growing much faster than before. They both accept it as this is the great Supreme Court content online. Um, so finding someone who's in the same area, talking about the same stuff, just a different medium is often a great way to go. That's brilliant. Really smart. Trying to think of some other really great man. You guys uh, got gold so far. I know. I'll say that. I, it's, I'll this is gold, man. If, I've you got some, if you have some ad money, yeah. then the the platform that we like isn't Google or Facebook, but it's Overcast. Yeah. So Overcast is a podcast app. It's a third party podcast app that's available on Apple devices. And what's great about it is that you're not trying to interrupt somebody from searching for dog food on Google to come and listen to your business podcast. <laughs> right. Your dog food podcast. <laughs> well, you know that would work, <laughs> but. But they put your ad in the play, in the podcast app itself. So it's people that are already listening to podcasts, people that love podcasts so much, they would go to the app store and download an entirely different app than the one that comes on their phone. Yeah. They're always looking for new content. And then while they're listening to their favorite show, your show shows up in the bottom and says, hey, you should check this one out as well. So we've seen like really, really great ROI on overcast ads. Like we did some experiments. We ran some ads for one of our podcasts, and we were getting about $1.50 per new subscriber. One of the positives of it is the average podcast, well, maybe we should do a trivia, a little trivia. What do you think the average podcast gets? How many plays does the average episode get? Out of all podcasts? Out of all podcasts, so, so including... 50%. 50% yeah. of podcasts hit this number. Yeah, okay. so we're talking about serial and multi-million. The Daily has a billion downloads, and then there's some... People who don't have many. The dog food podcast. Yeah. The dog food the podcast. Dog. And the Digimon one that you mentioned. Those that, are... that one actually has some plays. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me let me think here. Uh I'm gonna go with fifty. Is that it right number? I think it's like one hundred and twenty. Oh, it's way harder than I thought. Okay. Yeah, one twenty is if you are have more than hundred and twenty downloads per episode, then you are in the top half of all podcasts in That's the world. That's great. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now think about sometimes people often post and they're like I see everyone else with like 10,000 listeners and all I have are 300. What's the point? And, you know, do you, be, do you have a minute for a story? Let's do it. All right. So one of our friends, Chris uh, Kremitzos, he's the founder of PodFest. And he loves telling the story where he used to set up all of these conferences for business leaders in the Tampa Bay area. And so he spent two weeks. He set up the whole thing. He had 50 people come. He spoke. They, he led everyone in this kind of mastermind thing. He was really excited. He thought, great turnout. I loved it. Then he goes and he talks to one of the attendees, and the guy's like, and Chris's like, hey, weren't you doing like a podcast or something? He's like, yeah, I'm shutting it down, though. It's not moving. It's not doing anything. I'm not liking it. He goes, oh, how many people listen? He goes, I don't know, man. It's like 300 a week. He's like, 300 people listen to your podcast every week? And he's like, yeah. He goes, so you're putting in about two hours of work a week, and 300 people are consistently showing up to listen to what you're saying. Yet, I just put two weeks in to get in front of 50 people, and I look at that as a positive ROI. And that, to me, kind of says, like, one, you think people in real life are more engaged. I understand that. But when you think of it as a number, it's very easy to say, those aren't real people. That's, that's not real. That's just 300, and other people have 60,000, and that's better. That's a better number. Well, if you've got 300 people that really believe in you and might be in your industry and actually interested in what you're talking about, that is incredibly powerful. Yeah. You know, just to add to that real quick, I think that for me, I have this motto in my life, if you do for one what you wish you could do for all. 
I'm not saying one subscriber is necessarily worth it, but really at the end of the day, if you're impacting even just 10 people's lives, is your content actually worth it if it's adding value? You have to ask yourself that. We just took this podcast way deeper than we've been the rest of the time <laughs> here. But the truth is, is it worth it? And is that what you really need? Like, is that going to have a positive ROI for you if you're really impacting those just 10 people, like not even 300 or just take the average, the 120. If you're at that level or you get yourself up to that point, it should be worth it, right? If 120 people came here every week and said, Albin, we want you to talk about anything and we will listen to you, I would do it every week. Yeah, that'd be powerful, right? It's if, a great if, way to think about it. If 30 people showed up, I would say, sure. What's the number where I'd say, no, nah, it's not worth my time to do two hours, like an hour of prep and then an hour of work for you to talk? Well, people are showing up on their phone, listening to your podcast, and people are constantly going, it's only 50. What's the point? Um, and that's one reason why we love overcast ads, because you can actually throw 600 bucks, and within a week, you're at average, man. You've already got your 100. Right. You're yeah. already getting your 100 listeners. And so if you do have that $10,000 budget, you know, maybe throw a little bit of ads there, and all of a sudden you found some of your most avid fans. It's fantastic. Guys, this has been a great conversation. I've had a lot of fun here. I want to make sure that I'm going to be getting all the wisdom I can from you. Is there anything <laughs> else that you guys want to kind of close out with and share? So one thing that I've noticed, uh, having been a podcaster myself for several years and then working with a lot of new podcasters, is it the more patient you can be, the more successful you, you will be. Mm. And I, f I feel like this is true in all kinds of areas, right? That whenever you start a business, it will take two to three times longer than you expect it will, yeah. and it won't make money for, you know, anywhere close to where you hoped it would, right? And podcasting is similar, right? That if you really want to create something incredible, it takes time, right? Because you have to put in your 10,000 hours. you got to become an expert in your craft. You have to go through all the learning experiences to get to the place where you can have something that you can dream of. And so what I always encourage podcasters to do is think about why you started and make sure that that's at the forefront you know, it's not about hitting a number. It's not about making a certain amount of money, but it's, I really enjoy talking about this. There's a connection to something else that I'm doing if it's business related, right? And I'm willing to continue to invest in this because I know in the long run it will pay off, right? And I think that is the mindset that will allow someone to be successful, not, man, I don't have as many downloads as Joe Rogan, so I might as well quit. Right. That's good. Yeah. One thing I would say when you're starting, one, give yourself like a minimum number of episodes you're going to put out and make it something a little bit exciting. Say, I'm going for 20. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to give up till there's 20 in the bank and out there. And I'm going to start right now. One thing that is just a total bummer is first conference I ever went to for podcasting was in 2014. And we were so early. That was so early in the podcasting space. And I remember people were like, then like, oh man, I missed the boat. You know, I should have started a few years ago, but I'm going to launch this week. And then the next year I saw the same guy and he was like, oh, I'm about to launch. He had really good interviews because we were so early. Everyone would do it. And then the next year he was there again and he's like, eh, I kind of launched, but then I took the episodes off because they weren't good enough. And they never showed up again. And I was like, you know, if he was still podcasting, I don't care how bad those episodes were, five years of growth in anything, you're going to become very, very good. And if you were able to say right now, I don't know what it's going to sound like. I don't think anyone's going to want to hear it for 20 episodes, but I'm going to start now. And I'm just going to start doing an episode a week. And I'm going to put two hours of work in, an hour of recording, and an hour of prep. And I'm going to see where I am in 
five months, I'm pretty sure you're going to be shocked by how much better you get by yep. the end of five months. Absolutely. That's encouraging, man. I love that. Guys, this was a super fun episode, the podcast episode on creating a brand about podcasting. Super excited about it. I want to thank you both for being here and also just know I'm stealing this recording studio. So thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It was awesome. No worries, man. I had a lot of fun interviewing Alvin and Travis, and I love their recording studio. In fact, I'll share some pictures of it in the show notes. Also, if you're a member of the Creating a Brand community, I'm going to share an exclusive four-minute track of me, Travis, and Albin joking around before we realized we were actually recording. And if you're a dork like me, you're going to find it pretty funny. I hope this interview has inspired you to get into the world of podcasting. And if it has, I have the perfect place for you to start. I have two resources for you. Both can be found at creatingabrand.com slash courses. The first one is my completely free podcasting checklist. I'll explain the nine most important things you need to do before you launch a podcast. The second is for the person who says, I'm ready to go all in. I am ready to launch a podcast. It is called how to launch a top 100 podcast. And I will teach you that exactly. It's what we did with the creating a brand podcast. This is my premium online course, and I believe it'll really help you if you're serious about getting into the podcasting world. Also, if you're a member of the Creating a Brand community, you already have free access to this course, so enjoy. I encourage you to enroll. Albin and Travis, thank you so much for hosting my podcast, this interview, and also sharing all of your insights into the podcasting world with us today. For show notes and resources from today's episode, visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. Thank you for listening, and I'm looking forward to bringing you another episode next week.